0: This headline's making uh, the rounds, the headlines, most of the story. So a guy ate the world's hottest pepper and ended up in the ER with what they call thunderclap headaches. Wow. He had entered a hot pepper eating contest. Uh, 34-year-old man. And um, wow, ate the Carolina Reaper pepper, <laughs> which has earned the title the world's hottest chili by the Guinness World records? Surely there's a band called the Carolina
1: Reapers. God, there's gotta, gotta be. be. Gotta be five by then. It's name.
0: a cross between a sweet habanero and a naga viper, Chili, oh. as you know. I should
1: have left them uncrossed.
0: Anyway, the pepper's so hot it sent him to the ER with thunderclap headaches. What's a thunderclap headache? Sounds really it's a uh, thing. Un- unpleasant. Thunderclap headaches, Joe, are severe sudden quick pain that strikes like a clap of thunder rumbling through your skull.
1: I think oh I've, my word. I think <laughs> I've had a... <laughs> Ah, Hit the ah. noggin by a golf ball headaches. I
0: think I've had one or two in my life where it's just like, ah, oh, what was that? And then it just goes away. And I you, know think, well, you think, am I dying? Am I dying? I'm not dying. Okay. Well, that'll yeah. either never happen again or <laughs> plague me for the rest or of my this day. This is it. Wow. But uh, yeah, thunderclap headaches. The storm. The the thunderclap headaches can be a sign of serious problem or just go away. Did he win the contest? Well, you know, I don't know. I or think or he had that dang pepper. He had leap. I've never understood the painfully hot food thing, but a lot of you enjoy it. I eat a lot of hot peppers. I like bland food, though. I like everything very bland. You remember when I gave you five bucks to eat two of those Chinese peppers that come in Chinese food? I was back in Wichita. That was like a quarter century ago. (laughs) (laughs) I was so poor I could hardly lift my hands, and Joe would uh, give me money for eating unedible foods and then laugh. So oh, he would I'd, laugh because I was so hungry.
1: And I'd put him in a cage and take him from town to town, <laughs> poke him with a stick to anger him, <laughs> charge people a dollar a look. End up paying him with a bucket full of pennies, too. I mean, it was That's really... Right. I'd throw them at, them, at him. Ah, uh, Yeah, I, as I recall, you ate the one and you said you had fire shoot into your eustachian tube. Oh, I remember. I can near, feel it when I think
0: about it. I felt yeah. flames go up my eustachian tube. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we have a very special guest coming up. You in don't want or two. that. No, no, not to be, uh, not to be uh, desired. So we have uh, an expert coming up, a, a, a web guy, uh, chief marketing officer for Mozilla, uh, coming up to talk about Facebook
0: and their testimony. But first, how about a late night joke off, huh? So they all took on the Trump raid. Is that the topic? Yeah, uh, yeah, the Cohen raid. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Who? How many people involved in this? Uh, we got a three pack today. Okay, and Joe will be the judge. I will
1: rate the quality of their jokes, and as usual, the top finisher will be lauded. The bottom finisher, banned from comedy for life. John?
0: The FBI raided the offices of President Trump's personal attorney, Michael Cohen. They raided his office. Yay. Crazy, yeah. Now, <clears throat> of course, uh, out of habit, Cohen offered the agents $130,000. Just keep the whole thing quiet. <laughs> They got everything. They got all of his information about porn in a folder
2: marked finances. And all of his information about finances in a folder marked porn. (laughs) And remember, Michael Cohen claims he paid off Stormy Daniels out of his own pocket, which is crazy. Who pays for porn? (laughs) Porn.
0: New York Times is reporting that this raid on his office is focused on many things, not just the payment. Special counsel Robert Mueller is said to be interested in potential Cohen attempts to contact Vladimir Putin's spokesman about building a Trump tower in Moscow some time ago. Is there ever going to be a story about Donald Trump that doesn't involve Vladimir Putin? (laughs) There is going to be a story today. we are going to be bombing uh, perhaps some of Putin's planes.
1: Kimmel, C-minus, banned for life. (laughs) And that was generous. Colbert with a solid a, a multi-part that joke funny. that was enjoyable. and funny. Every uh, aspect. Conan B minus. Well,
0: the crowd cheering, just okay. Right, you're everybody agrees that that's hilarious and funny and a good thing. If Trump's lawyers and raided by the FBI, okay. Kimmel's
1: was simply sanctimonious and and repeating the, uh, the tired and 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 probably silly tripe that there was uh, collusion between Trump and and. Putin in the uh, the campaign. Now, there may have been a business relationship at times. You don't do business in Moscow without bribing oligarchs. So it wouldn't shock me to hear that some of that went
0: down, and Cohen probably knows about it, but nothing. we shall see. I don't think anything would shock me. Like, if I found out Barack Obama or Judge George W. Bush did some of these things, I would, oh my God, I can't believe it. If Trump did any of these things, I wouldn't be shocked. But if Trump was running a dog
1: fighting ring in the basement of Trump Tower, <laughs> I'd be shocked for by billionaires. Oh, oh, dog no fighting for no billionaires. Human fighting. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Some sort of, you know, fight club like I'm sorry. What was the what was the supposed uh, to talk about it? What was <laughs> the movie with uh, with, uh, you know, the guy Titanic? The, no, same guy, though. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, with the fighting, this making the slaves fight thing. Oof, Was that? that oh, Django rough. Unchained. Django Unchained, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah.
0: I've not seen that. That sounds awful. It's, it's brutal. I don't, I don't want that.
1: So if Trump was running some sort of uh, human cockfighting in the basement of Trump Tower, would that shock you? Yes. That would shock me.
0: There you go. I don't think he's capable of that sort of thing at all. I don't think he has any interest in it. No. But anything that involves making money, yeah, I wouldn't be too shocked. Right, I don't right. think he'd run prostitutes. I don't think anything like that. But who, if, if, he, if he was doing stuff uh, and, and the Russians would be a good place for it because they got a lot of money and they're looking to get it out into the world, launder it, I wouldn't be surprised. Who was
1: uh, I talking to the other day? I got the memory of a 112-year-old about how U.S. laws say you can't bribe foreign officials in foreign countries. If you're caught doing that, you'll be busted. We have to do, a, you know, a training every year that says we agree that that's the law. Um, and there are a lot of economists and business experts who think that's absolutely ridiculous. There's no way to do business in virtu- in various African republics without grease and palms. You're not going to get the oil refinery contract. And so you've just given up the business. You can't bribe people in Afghanistan to nope. do business? Nope. It's illegal. Well, then you're not going to do business. Right. There are a lot of people that think that puts American companies at a ridiculous disadvantage, um, and and I would tend to agree. I mean, if you're not breaking the laws of that country, or I don't know if it's the if it's the reality on the ground, I think you ought to be able to do it. So, like I say, I I, I would not be not even I'd barely be interested to hear that the Trump Corporation spread a few dollars around in Moscow trying to get some contract.
0: Sure. No, that'd be nothing to me. Right. Um, I'm, I'm, We're monitoring the uh, cable news channels. Zuckerberg has not yet uh, begun to be grilled. I think he's having a sippy cup and a juice box and the wheelie man in his little chair. I don't chair. think that starts until 11 o'clock. Oh, it? really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was looking forward to it. Um, He looks like a child is my point. And he's wearing a suit and mm-hmm. tie because he's, he wants to be taken seriously. He's 33 years old. No. Doesn't look 33. He's a billionaire. He's a 33-year-old billionaire. I hate him. <laughs> Uh, But what are some people going to be angling to do about Facebook, regulating it? And what do people who've been watching
1: Facebook do their thing for a long time think might happen today? We'll talk to the chief marketing officer for Mozilla.
0: Coming up about Facebook uh, testimony. Cool. On the Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Armstrong and Getty.
0: The
1: conscience of the nation.
0: The Armstrong and Getty Show. The most recent quote from Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook. I want to be clear about what our priority is. Protecting our community is more important than maximizing our profits. So says Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, right. Pull the other one. You don't buy it? Why well, you're cynical,
1: Mark These Zuckerberg? Times will be grilled for a day or two in front of Congress. Uh, he will be apologizing and falling all over himself to assure everybody that uh, their uh, representative, all that is good and decent. I'm sure. Uh, let's ask Yasha Keckis Wolf about that. Mister Wolf is the Caicos Wolf is the chief marketing officer for Mozilla. Uh, here to talk about Facebook's privacy fails and the other uh, aspects of this. Yasha, how are you, sir?
3: I'm doing very well. Thanks for
1: having me, guys. Oh, it's our pleasure. First of all, big Firefox fan. Big fan.
3: Hey, thank you very much. Uh, I appreciate that. We appreciate that.
1: All right, keep up the good work, would you? Cuz you guys are very different from Facebook just in the way. Well, what is You're Mozilla? You're not evil. Well, for instance,
3: what is Mozilla? <laughs> It, well, we appreciate that. And you called us something really important for us. Uh, we build Firefox, and hundreds of millions of people use Firefox all over the world. But we're actually an advocacy organization as well. And we've been around for about the last 20 years focusing in on one mission behind this purpose of keeping the Internet open and available for everyone. So our belief is that the Internet is one of the greatest public resources and that it should be available for everyone to get into. Every content that wants to be up there needs to be up there. And ultimately, every individual should be able to control the experience they have online. Okay, interesting. A lot more than just building technology. So then I'm
0: guessing you don't want regulation on Facebook, which might come out of today and tomorrow's hearings.
3: Well, here's the thing about what's going on with the Internet right now. Um, We don't see the Internet as a particularly healthy place. And we'd like it to be healthy. And the reason we don't think it's healthy right now is because there has been a tremendous amount of consolidation in organizations over the course of the last 20 years that work on the Internet. And the byproduct of that is that many of these organizations aren't treating people and people's information, like our data, your data, my data, respectfully. And we think that needs to change. So if the status quo gets changed because governments get involved or individuals start to speak up, we're actually okay with status quo changing um, because right now it's just not working.
1: You think we can thread that needle and bring some accountability without quashing the creativity and uh, innovative energy of the web?
3: You know, I, I have been in the technology industry for almost the last 20 years, and I've seen a lot of changes on the Internet. And um, what I have supreme confidence in is that when something changes, the dynamics of businesses, the power of the Internet is that those businesses can innovate around those changes. So I'm super confident that if regulation comes, if individuals speak up and companies need to change because they have to serve them differently, that the Internet going to be around and support whatever changes need to happen.
1: What do you expect to hear out of Mark Zuckerberg in front of Congress the next day or two?
3: Well, I I read some of the prepared testimony, and we see that it admits some mistakes, right? Like Zuckerberg will most likely admit some mistakes. But I think where we end up is that there's a failure to recognize that they should be serving people over profits. And um, my intuition is that it's going to fall a little flat um, rather than assuage a lot of the concerns that I think individuals have and legislators have right now.
0: Here's what I've been wondering. I'm just wondering if humankind can handle um, a whole bunch of information with no editors.
3: Man, that is probably one of the biggest issues that exist right now. I, I um, kind of have this picture in my mind of a robot and a lawyer and mashing the two together. And I think that Technology companies, by and large, treat people like that mashup of the robot and the lawyer. Like like you and I, we've all gone and chosen to use a product, downloaded an app on one of our phones, and we get this thing called a terms of service. And that terms of service is like tens of thousands of words, and it's hundreds of pages. And there's some crazy expectation that these technology companies have that you and I can read it and understand it all. And it's just a farce. Right, like technology companies need to start treating people like human beings not like these robotic lawyers
1: well yeah but that's a, that's a great metaphor cuz that's exactly what it is it's the, we're punching uh, we're checking a box for the lawyers there's no expectation by anybody on earth that anybody's reading or comprehending that stuff so it's just to protect them uh, yeah. from you know legal action
3: that's right. I mean, risk mitigation, and that's a function of many legal organizations. I think that there's a paradigm that we can change, though. Uh, I think that when technology companies take a step to try and communicate to people in a language that they understand, like colloquial language, um, it can actually be possible. I, like, I, I'm going to Mark Zuckerberg's going to be digging around in your
1: panty drawer.
3: That sort of thing. You know, I, uh, well, not that. Sort Maybe of thing, a little but, too
0: colloquial.
1: <laughs>
3: Right. So, t- if here, here's a, I'm, I'm not going to toot our horn too much, but we work with our legal department. I'm in the marketing guy, and um, I work with our legal department quite a bit. And oftentimes, that's a confrontational relationship in many organizations because the marketing team's like, I want to do something, and the legal team's like, you can't do that. It's going to introduce a risk. In our case, we actually have a really good relationship with them, and together we work on trying to introduce language that makes sense. If you were to go to firefox.com slash privacy and read that page, we were to read it together, you would be able to understand exactly what firefox is doing with your information if you choose to use firefox wow
0: that's important so you're hoping the free market and i mean i generally like free market arguments you're hoping the free market over time will work where websites will uh you know rise to the top that have a one easy to understand page that you agree to look we're not going to use your information and not give it to anybody blah 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 and then the, the the places that are ripping you off with hundred page mumbo gumbo will go away. Is that what you hope for?
3: Or they'll be forced to change. It's a, The most promising part of all that has happened over the past few weeks. And to be clear, like uh, we've been focused a lot—not we as Mozilla, but the industry and mainstream media—have been focused a lot on Facebook and Cambridge Analytica. But bro- more broader, the public market discussion, where individuals, people, you, me, you know, all three of us are saying the what's going on with the personal data is confusing and I don't like it and you need to change that discussion is incredibly important and this is actually really unique in the course of the last 20 years of the history of the internet or 20 plus years of the history of the internet like this kind of public market discussion hasn't happened privacy and security is a shutdown topic it is you know, like you start to you say privacy and security and everybody's eyes glaze over but it's becoming more important, and it's a mainstream discussion, and that's really encouraging. It's really encouraging for an organization like ours.
1: Yasha Kekus wolf is uh, Mozilla's chief marketing officer. Hey, you've been very diplomatic, but I heard a German uh, activist, I don't recall his name, but he, I guess he's a pretty big n- guy in this sort of thing, say he debated Mark Zuckerberg about what they were doing with data and who they were giving it to six years ago in Vienna, and that he's going to say, we're sorry, we, we oh, the oversights, mistakes were made, but he's been doing precisely what he's set up his company to do for the last several years. It hasn't been mistakes so much as execution of the game plan.
3: Look, um, the, the reality is that the Internet and technology businesses have operated with one single mindset for the past, let's call it the last decade. They've turned on the Hoover vacuum, and they've sucked up as much personal information as they possibly could about everybody, and the promise of sucking up all this data is that as a business, they can find some magic growth equation, and it's going to make their business successful. That practice uh, to that, I don't know exactly the name of the person that you're talking about in Germany, but that practice of collecting tons of information and hoping to find an answer to the grocery business does happen, and it should stop. It needs to change. And this is the kind of free market argument. Like When individuals that use these services speak up and say, I'm not okay with it anymore, or vote with their feet by using the products less, like that's when change can happen in the ecosystem of the internet in particular,
1: Yasha Kakus Wolf of Mozilla. Yasha, really enjoyed the chat. Uh, I hope we can do it again. Uh, really enjoyed
3: the time. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks a million. Yeah. Interesting.
0: He, he used a phrase there I wanted to remember shutdown topic. A shutdown topic. We, we introduced too many of those on the show. Right. That's just a, a topic you bring up where everybody goes, oh, God. No, I don't want it to. I'm, I got to go.
3: <laughs> right. Wow. No really shutdown
1: topics. Oh, really, really, really interesting stuff there. Very intriguing. Uh, we're, yeah, I had a point I wanted to make. Do you have to,
0: confidence in humankind to choose the companies that uh, are more careful and not just the cheapest company, for instance? To some extent. I think the
1: masses of people will get ripped off and used and abused and not know it because they don't have the time, the interest, or the intellect to figure it out, and there are very, very, very smart people who
0: are trying to exploit them. So I don't know. Like, I would like to use a search engine instead of Google that that vows that we're not collecting information at all. Right. Duck duck go, right? Is that any good? Sure. As far as I know. <laughs> do we have we had a guest on recently who said it's you know, it's uh how did he put it? It's it's unreasonable to think you're not going to use Google. Yeah, I <laughs> In the current landscape, I don't know if that's true. I think one of the
1: things in the modern age that we're too quick to do is just say, well, everybody's doing it, so everybody's going to do it. You know, I could give up Google and Gmail uh,
0: in the next 24 hours. Maybe if
1: I'll... I wanted to spend a couple hours, you know, rerouting emails and the rest of
0: it. Could I set my phone up? Can I set my phone up to use automatically use DuckDuckGo instead of Google? I think so, yeah. Choose your search engine. Maybe I'll try Of course
1: that. I'd rather be ignorant than learn something on Bing. <laughs> <laughs> duck duck go claims they don't cha- they don't spy I on you. I think that's right. Don't uh, don't quote me. You already did. Joe yeah. Getty. No, I don't I think that's the one. On April 10th said. It swears uh, privacy uh, search engine. Somebody google it. I got it.
0: Yeah, it took a minute. Yeah, But if you go on DuckDuckGo and Google the capital of North Dakota, do you get New York City or something? <laughs> you no. Know, that is the bar they have to get over. No you say it's private. We can't tell you that. <laughs> right. Right. None of your business.
1: <laughs> if you're in North Dakota. You know it. Go to work, sir.
2: <laughs> uh, what's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, president cancels foreign trips as clock ticks down on U.S. response to suspected chemical attacks in Syria.
1: Sorry, Honduras. How many Honduras
2: are there, huh? We Has have anybody got, ever counted? We've got a startling new report about soaring U.S. deficits and Ubers making a move into two-wheeled transportation. Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Kenny. Bicycles. Um,
1: Ironically... Marshall introduced the shutdown topic, the deficits, even as it is the number one threat to yes. our national security. Yes.
0: Yeah, there's big news on that, and you'll hear about it coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Text line DuckDuckGo doesn't track your info, but it's worthless as a search engine. I tried it. I switched back to Google. That's just one texter's opinion. I can't verify any of that. A number of people suggest StartPage.com, which you can make your default search. Yes, we've had
1: a number of people recommend that through the years.
0: They keep no user info, and it's great, according to a couple of people. Of course, they might work for StartPage.com. I don't know who in
1: turn work for the mullahs who work for Putin.
0: And we got this. Finally, you get it. Google is every bit as intrusive as Facebook. Now to face the truth about Alexa and Amazon. Oh, yeah. yeah. I wonder if Amazon's the next one to fall from grace, and all of a sudden the cute little Alexa you have and Amazon and all that stuff, we decide that they're <laughs> they're horrifying and ruining our lives. Well, a
1: number, uh, An increasing number of people are waking up to the fact that, wait a minute, Alexa isn't here to tell me what the weather is going to be. She keeps trying to sell me crap. So, yeah, absolutely they're next up.
0: Hmm. News now with Marsha
2: Phillips. Now, President Trump is canceling his plans to travel to South America this week. He's choosing to stay in the U.S. to manage a response to Syria's apparent chemical weapons attack on its own civilians. The White House sharply rejecting any suggestion from critics that Trump's own words about pulling U.S. troops out of Syria had opened the door for the attack.
0: It is outrageous to say that the president of the United States greenlit uh, something as atrocious as the actions that have taken place over the last several days.
1: No, nobody's saying that. They're saying the uh, Syrians and Russians took it as a... uh statement that the u.s was not there for the long haul and so they thought all right we can do whatever we want it's not being greenlit we all quit with the hyperbole
0: but they, please the, the russians and syrians use chemical attacks a number of times yep, already this right. year so allegedly whether they thought they we were staying or thought we were going i'm not sure that was factoring into putin's calculations this one I'm, may have
1: been extra heinous for that reason but yeah. no you
0: make a
2: good point we were- Meanwhile, the president is fuming on Twitter this morning after the FBI carried out raids targeting his personal attorney, Michael Cohen. The authorities raiding Cohen's office, hotel room, and home following a tip from special counsel Robert Mueller's investigations. Trump tweeting this morning saying attorney-client privilege is dead and then writing in all caps, a total witch hunt. Pretty much what he told reporters yesterday after the raids. It's a disgraceful situation. It's a total witch hunt. I've been saying it for a long time. President going on to add... It's frankly a real disgrace. It's a, an attack on our country in a true sense. It's an attack on what we all stand for. Would you consider it, Mr. President, in a word, a disgrace?
1: Total Witch Hunt is the name of my new heavy metal rock opera. It concerns itself with hunting witches.
2: The mm. raid reportedly connected to the 130... 130- I'm sing
1: like this a lot, Ed, and- a lot. I mean, a lot, mostly.
2: <laughs> the raid reportedly connected to that $130,000 payment Cohen made to porn star Stormy Daniels, supposedly to secure her silence for her alleged affair with Trump. This is also sorted.
1: Professional gossip monger, whore, and blackmailer, Stormy Daniels.
0: Print it. Now, um, CNN got beat up some by yeah. Fox yesterday because they broke away from Nikki Haley at the UN talking about an attack on Syria right. <laughs> to go with what they call the Stormy Daniels update, which on the face of it I thought, oh my god, that's so weak but what it was is they broke away from Nikki Haley at the UN, which will do nothing by the way, that's meaningless to say that the president's offices the the lawyers' offices of the president right. were raided by the FBI, which is a legitimate break-in in my opinion, I mean, breaking into the news not breaking into the offices Yeah, <laughs> very confusing the way I said all this but I think that's a pretty big headline oh, when, yeah. the, uh, when the FBI goes into the president's lawyer's office.
2: Got a new report. New report out that rejects whopping, amazing deficits in the coming years. The nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office says the federal deficit should top $800 billion this year and may hit nearly a trillion dollars next year.
1: The deficit being the annual measure of how much we spend versus how much we take in, not Mm -hmm. to be confused with the national debt. So that is one year Mm -hmm. adding over a trillion dollars to the debt.
2: We might start adding a trillion a year? Yes. We can't do that. Last year's deficit ran about $665 billion. The report cites the impacts of the big Republican tax cut bill and a huge spending bill that Congress recently passed. The CBO report goes on to say if the current laws governing taxes and spending generally remain unchanged, the federal budget deficit would grow substantially over the next few years. And with accumulating deficits, driving our total debt to nearly 100% of GDP by 2028.
0: Now, does, does huh. do they do dynamic scoring, including if the government, if the uh, economy starts to roar because of these tax cuts?
2: They say that they expect to see only seven tenths of a percent uh, growth over the uh, decade, not enough to uh, keep from adding to the debt uh, deficit. Yeah, all these estimates are so yes. hard,
1: and they're you know as likely to be inaccurate as accurate. But right. the, the one the, the one great looming time bomb is that if something happens that makes interest rates raise substantially. The percentage of our national uh, you know, tax revenue that's got to go to debt interest is going to be devastating. Yes. Devastating. You think your roads suck now? Wait. You think there's not enough money for your programs now? Wait. You think we're having a lot of military aircraft crash because they don't have spare parts? Just Wait. Good morning. The, just keep adding to the debt. Good it's morning, unbelievable. Joe Gunning, with your uh, sunny morning. <laughs> what well, do you want? It. You want it. there's clouds on the horizon and they're threatening you and the people you love. China is nothing. North Korea is a headache. Nothing matters a little bit compared to the debt crisis, and nobody cares. Good morning. Nobody cares.
2: <laughs> wow. Everybody steps away
1: from the mic. That's because you don't have the balls to confront
2: it, do you? Uber, Uber is buying the bicycle rental company called Jump. The terms weren't disclosed, but TechCrunch says it looks like the final price was close to $200 million. Now, jump off
0: any sweet jumps. Jump.
2: <laughs> jump has been integrated into Uber's mobile app on a pilot Pro, uh Uh, program based in San Francisco since January. They're also operating in D.C. They plan to expand into Sacramento, San Diego, Seattle, Davis, California, and Santa Cruz within the next few months. Wow, so
1: Uber is getting into the business of giant racks of unused bikes. That's exciting.
2: They're called stationless electric power-assisted bikes. Are these, oh, wait a are, minute.
0: Are these the ones that you ride from one rack to another? Or are these the ones no. you just lay down wherever no. you are the and automatic,
2: picks it up? You automatically lock, uh, lock them up. And they can be left anywhere, not just in a specified docking okay. station. And you said they're powered? Yes. Electric bikes. Yeah. That's one reason why they've been trying them out in San Francisco, because of the hills. And apparently they can go, they can get up the hills, you know, in fine fashion. Can I use my legs if I want to, or do I have to use an electric I bike? Imagine, I imagine you can. I imagine that you'll fall back if you want. So anyway, the uh, company is called Jump. Keep your eyes on it. And that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Sir, handing out
0: motorcycles left and right to people who aren't motorcycle riders. I don't know if that's going to end motorcycles. well. motorcycles.
3: Bicycle. I want to ride my
2: I'm
0: all for thinking outside the box. Sure. Maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't. That's the thing. They've tried it. (laughs) I like trying new things. Nobody wants it. (laughs) Is the thing. Yeah. That's my (laughs) objection. Uh, I don't know. Racks of unused bicycles are attractive. I like the green ones. So our text line is 415-295-KFTC. 415-295-KFTC. We got some interesting texts. Um, so Zuckerberg doesn't take the stand till 11? Correct, the window. Yes. He's going to be right in the middle of his nap. He looks like a child, you see. It's his nap time. What is it with you? He's going to show up to the hearing with a caprice on. <laughs> Maybe he's thirsty. <laughs> You're listening to The Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Armstrong and Getty.
0: The conscience
1: of the nation.
3: The Armstrong and Getty Show. Well, you told me
0: a whole life story in a few shorts. All the while, I never knew the tone of the Couple of quick texts and or tweets. Jump sounds like it equals free, uh, free bikes for the homeless program. There's some of that. Well, do they, like... <laughs> inject a ch-
1: tracking chip into your butt as soon as you sit down on the seat and that they can hunt you down otherwise like they said it's going to be a giving out bikes program
0: <laughs> uh and ian bremer i always like to check his twitter feed when things uh, international international going on he tweeted all four of south korea's living former presidents are either being tried or punished for corruption wow it's like illinois governors that's something Yeah, that's amazing. And he also tweeted, this is possibly the stupidest thing I've ever heard from a CEO. Uh, Jack Dorsey, who's the CEO of what? Something. Expects Bitcoin to become the world's single currency in about 10 years. Apparently, Ian Bremmer does not.
1: Well, Ian Bremmer profits from, you know, the status quo. Do you think
0: Bitcoin will be the sole currency in 10 years?
1: No, I think it'll be in second place. (laughs) Behind Dragon Money seems
0: like it'd be a pretty unlikely change in our system. Would you pretty like quickly? to explain
1: Bitcoin for people who don't understand? It's it? It's
0: a series of tubes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what do you know about the
0: blockchain?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I've got
0: a. I've my triple-digit investment. I'm. I've literal hundreds of dollars in the cryptocurrency thing, thinking that that's going to be the thing. I'm, awesome. I'm hoping that's that's my million in the in the waiting.
2: Yeah. Literal hundreds of dollars
0: invested.
1: So, so many directions we could go. Did you say we have texts you want to go with? Oh, that that was it?
0: Oh, okay. Um, Wow. Do a little feature and Joe's response is, (laughs) that was it?
1: I, uh, I'd hope so. Is that what you say after sex? You know what? My expectations were too high. That was it? The blame is on me. Did you say after dinner? This is it. Wow. That was it? That's it, Michael? So, you got McMaster making a statement the other day about the Ruskies and what they're trying to do with us, the do to us, and I found that really, really interesting. You have this piece. Elected to lead, not to proofread. Typos and spelling mistakes are commonplace in Trump's White House. <laughs> as a grammar national socialist,
0: I can't resist the temptation to go there. Well, I think that's just going to go out the window as just, you know, your voice texting, you're doing this.
1: Right. Yeah. I uh, I also, I'm looking at a bunch of emails people sent about whether the Syrian gas attack was a false flag operation. A lot of the websites you all want to send us to are clearly Russian government-backed sites, though. And come on now. Come on. On the other hand, I, you know, uh, I might as well. I wonder, though, the people sending that, do you think they're just people who have been fooled or people who swing that way? Or do you think they're like Russian agents who have been assigned to listen to the Armstrong and Getty show? I'd be flattered to think that's happening. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, By the way, if you are a Russian agent listening, I, Joe Getty, can be bought. Get word to President Putin, I am more than willing to keep my mouth shut and or pitch his view of the world. It'll cost you seven figures. My starting figure is $9 million. But there's room for negotiation. So have Putin's people get in touch with me. I can be purchased. Uh, Let's see. So, oh, you know, the McMaster stuff, we really don't have time to give it full shrift, Um, but it's interesting. His view is that Russia is practicing hybrid warfare, a pernicious form of aggression that combines political, economic, informational, and cyber assaults against sovereign nations, and they keep it right below the level that would be. Necessitate or or trigger a serious response.
0: That is clearly what's happening, and fascinating. Yeah, they are experts in. You,
1: you've seen it, like in kids, they tease just enough not oh, to get yeah.
0: punched in the face. Oh yeah did Did you see sixty Minutes Sunday night? I did. Their opening story about the extent to which Russia messed with the whole election process or tried to mm-hmm. in the last election, trying and to
1: hack into voter databases and just so seeds
0: of doubt. And how much we knew was going on, but uh, Barack Obama decided it the best move was to not say it because he thought it would play into the whole not fair election on Trump's side. Right. Uh, yeah. tough call. Um I thought that was a pretty good report too, pretty balanced. But yeah, they're they're messing with us and in the in the uh Kamala Harris and uh, whatever other senator, they said no, we're not doing enough and it is because for some reason we don't treat cyber attacks the same way we'd treat if they, you know, bombed a uh, electric plant. Yeah, yeah. Even though it could be way more devastating.
1: Yeah, it's odd, isn't it? Oh, speaking of odd, I've been meaning to talk about this. My dog is insane. Baxter the dog is mentally ill. He's um. He's, don't listen to him, Baxter. You're a good boy. He's uh, oh, he is a very good boy, but he's obsessive. It's probably because he's he's a combo of two working breeds. But I told you earlier how I'd become obsessed with hunting lizards in our backyard. Now, we can hardly get him to play tennis ball fetch, which was his obsession, because he's constantly hunting for lizards. Well, the other day, a couple of ducks landed on our pool, and they began pooing in our pool, because they're lovely to have on your pool, but they're crap in your pool, not so much. I don't know what you know about ducks. They crap a lot. So, anyway... Judy runs out there, is clapping her hands and yelling at the Ducks, makes them fly off. Get away, Ducks! And, and, And says to me, she says, Baxter didn't do anything. It's like he didn't even see him. He didn't care. So she took it upon herself now to train Baxter. If she says, Ducks, she opens the back door and he charges out. To the pool and starts barking and running around and scaring the ducks away. Well, here's the problem. If you have an obsessive working breed dog, now he stays up all night looking out the windows, wanting to go chase ducks and or lizards. So our backyard, which we bought partly because it's a nice yard for a dog, now is either, I don't know how he sees it, like a... Nightmare scape of horrors Or or an amusement park of fun But he just He literally was up Most of the night last night Wanting to go outside To chase ducks and or lizards He might think he's been adopted To an apocalyptic landscape Either that Or it's like he's in a dog video game And he just doesn't want to stop playing But there was a fairly bright moon last night So he's looking out the window In our bedroom Looking out, I'm thinking, well, he drank a lot of water when he came in. Maybe he needs to pee, but he doesn't know. He wants to just look for ducks. See, a tweaker? You know, I got to get him, uh, I don't know. Maybe that'd be a uh, a hobby. Probably the opioids. Mellow him out a little bit. Yeah, sounds like he needs a downer. Well, he needs a
0: job, but he's got (laughs) a job. Hunting lizards and ducks. Ducks out there. Make sure they don't come back. Telling you, the pug doesn't move. (laughs) This laser has no interest in going anywhere. Making that noise. Yep.
1: Oh, that reminds me. How much time do we have, Michael? Uh, One minute. I don't know if I can find it in time. Make it so I can play some audio. We had a dude send us uh, um, tape of his pug. This is the noise his pug makes when someone comes to the door. Ladies and gentlemen, the charming pug. It sounds
0: like this. (laughs) Wow. Oh my God. That's, that's an unpleasant sound
1: What noise did it make when you pulled its pancreas
0: out?
2: <laughs> Gee
0: man, it sounds like they're gutting a pig Dick's, Nice dog, Dick Cheney recognizes that noise.
1: oh, oh too dark, no, too dark, too dark.
0: Luckily, I've crafted my life in such a way that nobody can or would come to my door, but my pug
1: might make that noise. Well, if somebody did come to your door, you know what you'd hear. <laughs> you know what you'd hear.
0: <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> hey, quit sodomizing that pig over there, huh? <laughs> that's wrong. against the law. You're listening to The Armstrong and Getty Show.